Hey there. Thanks so much for joining me today. This is Vision Eternity Ministries that you've tuned into. And my name is Lee Klein. We're talking about getting ready for Jesus. Jesus is coming for his bride without spot or wrinkle. Don't worry. You can be without spot or wrinkle. You can be perfect because Jesus is going to recreate you in his likeness so you can stand before him looking just like him. And today he wants to show us how to plan for that event, how to have faith for that. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for teaching us your way and wanting us to be like you and making it seem so simple. We thank you that you would just teach us today. Be here, help us to know and acknowledge that we can do what you're asking us to do. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. And so Jesus, you know, he's really about faith. We can't do anything without him. We can't even have faith without him. But he has made it so that we can stand before him without spot or wrinkle, that we can have faith in that. You know, instead of what we do, we're like, oh, I'm not perfect, and, and put pressure really on ourselves to, to think that we're supposed to be perfect. But really his definition of perfect is to be mature. Jesus said, be perfect as your father is perfect. Grow up, be mature, act like him, be like him. And really, that is the faith that we need to have as we live here on the earth, that we can grow to be like him. And the way we do that is to plan for it. And even the other thing that he wants us to do is Plan for that thing that we asked him. You know, we ask him for, for things, and we really don't have faith in him that he's going to bring it to pass when we turn to another way. When we have a backup plan, we're really not planning for Jesus to heal us. But we, we want to do that. You know, we, we want to say that I had this miracle, and he wants to teach us how to be in that place. And how we be in that place is to keep that in our mind. It's a simple concept. Am I planning for what Jesus said he would do for me? Am I planning to be healed? Or am I planning to do something else to bring it to pass? Am I planning to move into that new house I'm believing him for? Or am I thinking that, you know, maybe he doesn't want to do it and um, I'm, I'm a, I got a backup plan? Am I planning to be able to feed the poor? Or am I thinking I'm not going to have enough for myself? Really, the reason we think like that, reason we think like that is because we don't have faith. We don't have enough faith. Faith comes from hearing the word of God. So James 2.17. So faith, if it does not have works, deeds, and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, inoperative, and dead. So you can have faith. And then this is what Jesus is saying. He's making it real, really simple. If you don't have a plan to act in your faith, then your faith is really dead. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. You're going to get faith from, from sitting with Jesus and hearing him, from looking at the word. You're going to have faith for healing when you look at healing scriptures. Scriptures that promise healing. Whatever you're believing God for, 
He wants you to believe him for that. He wants you to bring his will to pass. But it starts with hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word. So you have faith to believe that. And when you have faith to believe it, you're going to expect it. You're going to have a plan. You're not going to have a backup plan to receive your healing or that beautiful house you're believing for or to go to feed the poor or even to do that thing that he's calling you to do. You're not going to have faith for that unless you look at those, the, the word of God. And that, that word is going to, because you heard it, it's going to bring faith to you. And so we have to spend that time. And as we get to know the word, as we take that time to look at it, we're going to begin to know Jesus. And he is the greatest faith. He is our confidence. And he is our encourager. In fact, if you don't have faith, he's going to, a faith action, a plan, he's going to show that to you. And just the fact that today he's showing us the simple concept that if we're having faith, we actually have a plan is amazing. He wants to teach us. He wants us to learn of his way. So he not only wants us to have faith, to prove that his will is good and perfect, to show who he is, he wants to bless you. And as well, he wants you to mature to that place where you can believe that he's coming and that you can be without spot or wrinkle, that you can believe that you can stand before him in confidence. And so as if, the same as if you're going to get married, you have a plan, you have a wedding date set, you pick out a dress, you decide who you're going to invite. There's all kinds of details that come to planning for your wedding. And so planning for Jesus, we have to have a plan. We have to have a detailed plan to be sure that we're ready. And part of that plan the whole of that plan, actually, is to be recreated in his likeness, to think like he thinks, to have his opinion, to be actually engaged with him, and then bring his will to pass, be a part of his life right here on the earth. So not only engaging in your healing and, and your blessing, but also to bring about that time where you're going to stand before him without spot or wrinkle. You're going to be ready. You know, Jesus said if we're not ready, it's going to be like a thief in the night when he comes. It's going to be like a thief came because you weren't ready. You're going to wish he didn't come. You know, we're always talking about spot or wrinkle. And so I want to remind you what the word says, what Peter says. And Second Peter Three, verse 9, the Lord does not delay. He's not tardy and slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness, but he's long-suffering. He's extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. But the day the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will vanish, pass away with thunderous crash, and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned up. Since all these things are thus in the process of being dissolved, what kind of person 
ought each of you be in the meanwhile in consecrated and holy behavior and devote godly qualities while you wait and earnestly long and expect and hasten the coming of the day of God by reason of which the flaming heavens will be dissolved and the material elements of the universe will flare and melt with fire. But we look for the new heavens and a new earth according to his promise in which righteousness, rightness, freedom from sin, and right standing with God is to abide. So, beloved, since you're expecting these things, be eager to be found by him at his coming without spot or blemish and at peace in serene confidence, free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. You know, I think of so many things as I read this. When, when you have that peace, it's because you let him recreate you and his likeness, because you let him get out those spots and those blemishes. And that entails so many things. And Today, we're just, of course, talking about having faith in him and how we can have faith in him to bring his will to pass, to be that witness to him, for him, to prove that we can be like him and we can be ready to move in with him when he comes. As it is, people are just like guessing. When I talk to people, they're like, I hope so. I hope I'm one of those who are chosen. But really, what what we have to do is is get ready. We're already chosen. We have to get ready. And we get ready by being recreated in his likeness, which entails a lot of things. And he personally will help you do that. He will recreate you in his likeness, showing you who he is, correcting you, you becoming to know him, him knowing you, being engaged, actually, before you get married. And um, so when he does that, as I said, you get to know him more and you get that confidence of knowing because you submitted to him. You actually submitted to him, put your will aside and did his will. You're going to have that confidence. You're going to know. You're going to know that he's coming. You're going to be ready. It's not going to be for you like a thief in the night. You're not going to be standing before him and say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness, because you submitted to him. You got ready. He does not delay. He's not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. But he's long-suffering as he waits for us to submit to him, to repent, to get ready. He doesn't want to come now because it's not his will that any should perish. We're not planning for him to come, we're planning for material things. We're, we're planning for tomorrow, just like in the day of Noah. They weren't planning for a flood. They weren't ready to get on the ark. They didn't have any gear to float in the water or anything. They didn't believe. They didn't hear what Noah was saying. And God is saying, believe me. I am coming. You need to be recreated in my likeness. You need to listen to what I'm telling you because it's not my will that any would perish. Hosea says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. God is saying, many will be destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
because you wouldn't listen. You wouldn't heed my voice. Even in Revelation 3.20, he said, if you heed my voice, I'm going to come and live on the inside of you. And many people think that he's living on the inside of them, yet they hadn't heeded his voice. They just do what they want to do. They said the prayer, and they don't know the truth. They don't know the truth. They said the prayer, and they go on living like they lived before, thinking they're ready for Jesus. But really, you don't know. And what you don't know will bring destruction. If you don't build your house on the rock, when the storm comes, when Jesus comes, you're going to be blown away. You have to have a foundation. He's your foundation. So it's not that he's late. It's that he doesn't want to come yet because you didn't heed his voice. You only said the prayer. You only took the first step. And in order for him to come live on the inside of you and be your God and teach you, Revelation 3.19, he's going to instruct you. In order for that to happen, you have to make a decision that you are going to submit to him, that you're going to heed his voice. When he says, forgive you, forgive, because he said so. Whatever he said, you do it because he said it. You don't even have to totally understand it, but you honor him, you submit to him. He's the author of life and death. He's in charge, although it seems like People in the world are in charge. They're really not. He is. The day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will vanish and pass away, and the thunders crash, and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire. You know, people that tell me, tell me they know God and they're ready, they don't even know that the world is going to dissolve in fire, that it's going to melt, that the earth is going to burn. In fact, if you tell people, they make a joke out of it. Probably just like in the day of Noah. All right, Noah. Right. It's going to rain when then the earth was watered from the ground up and bubbled up. And so they're thinking, why is he making this boat? And what's he talking about? Raining from the sky? We never heard of such a thing. Of course. And you haven't heard this until you submit it to Jesus because your eyes are not open. You can't see without him. So those who, as Noah, are telling you, the earth is going to burn. You got to pick Jesus. You got to get ready. You got to get the spots and wrinkles out of your dress. You're thinking they're crazy. What are they talking about? I read the Bible. I didn't see that. Or I heard so-and-so. I live by hearsay. No one told me that. Well, you wait in earnestly long and expect and hasten the coming of the day of God by reason of which the flaming heavens will be dissolved and the material elements of the universe will flare and melt with fire. Some people are waiting. They do believe he's coming, but they're not getting ready. They're not getting ready. This is what kind of person should we be? They're not getting out those spots and those wrinkles. They're not letting Jesus correct them because they think they're good. They think think that they're okay with Jesus. They don't talk to Jesus. They can't hear Jesus. They don't want to hear what you have to say. 
they have their own, some people have their own religion and they don't, they don't understand. You can't understand until you make that decision. You got to plan for Jesus's return. Let's not walk in the dark. Let's walk in the light. We were called to walk in the light. He's not here yet because we're not ready because he loves us so much. But we got to have a plan. Are you getting ready for the wedding? Are you going to Jesus and saying, correct me, teach me? Am I ready to move in with you? Because you can't bring your spots and wrinkles along with you. You can't move in with him until you're ready. He's so good. He's so in love with you, and he's making it so simple. In order to have your miracle, you have to have a plan. If you see yourself without a plan, you really don't have faith for that miracle. If you see yourself looking back, thinking, well, I can do it this way, then I know for sure it's going to be done. If you haven't walked out on the water, you don't have a plan. And the more that you trust Jesus for and the more miracles you have, the more faith you have under your belt. He did this last time. He did that last time. I believe he can do this. But it comes from sitting with him, taking the time to know him, to believe that, and then have a plan and don't get off the plan. Jesus said, if you don't understand this one thing, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word of God, the enemy is going to come and try to take it from you. It's going to try to take that word from you, that promise. He doesn't want you to have it. He doesn't want you to prove God's will is good and perfect. And so he comes. He comes as an angel of light, making you think he's God talking to you. Corinthians says to take captive every thought. And that's because he comes in your thought life. Take captive every thought. Don't let any reasoning or theory exalt itself against the true knowledge of God. If God said it, it's true, and you can believe it. You can believe it. Get a plan. Believe it. Sit with him every day. Say, Lord, remind me. You know, if I don't sit with him every day, I forget and I let it go because the enemy comes and says, did God really say? He didn't say that. He's not going to do that for you. That's, that's impossible. Everything is possible for him who believes, Jesus said. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And he wants you to show that impossibility. He wants you to bring that to pass. Proving he is good. Showing what heaven is like. The disciples said, how should we pray? Pray that my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. One of the things he said. We are to bring his will to pass on the earth. We are to cause a great revival, prepare the way for Jesus. So I've said a lot here today, but what Jesus wants you to know is that simple concept that faith is, if you really believe you got a plan. If you don't believe, you don't have a plan for Jesus to bring that thing to pass. And so it's not that he didn't want to or he's not going to. It's that it's impossible to please him without faith. 
your faith will make you well. He said to the woman with the issue of blood, your faith has made you well. He said, in my hometown, there isn't anything I could do, not much, because of the lack of their faith. They didn't believe. They didn't listen. Do you have time to sit and listen to the word, to hear the word, to put it in your heart so that you can have faith? Are you making time for that? Or is the enemy stealing your time? You don't have time. You got to go. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do the other thing. He's trying to steal Jesus from you. He's trying to steal, ultimately, your eternal life. If you don't make a plan to be ready for Jesus, you won't be ready. You're going to miss the boat. You're going to miss your flight out of here. And the earth is going to burn. And Jesus wants you to know that today. It's true. Look at the word. Ask him to teach you. Ask him to open your eyes to the truth so you can see. If you're willing to heed his voice, he's really willing to show you, to tell you things to come. So, if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then, and you, and you hadn't submitted, committed to heeding his voice, then now's the time. Now's the time. Hurry up. He is coming, and you don't want to miss him. So all you have to do is pray with me. Just pray with me. Just submit to him. This is a matter of life or death, heaven or hell, eternity with Jesus or eternity with your sin. Jesus, we thank you for coming and living on the inside of us and being our God. We thank you for helping us to heed your voice. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your spirit. We commit. We're engaged to you. Our life is about you, about what your life is about. We commit to do your will, not our will. We're going to do your will, Lord, not our will. Help us to do that. We can't do anything without you. We can't get those dead branches off without you. We can't see clearly to what's good and, and what's evil without you. Show us the truth, Lord. We love you. We praise you. Give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. He's so in love with you. And he just makes everything so simple. It's so simple. If you believe him, you got a plan. If you find yourself without a plan, then get, go back and sit with him and look at the word. Look at the word. Recall the plan and say, Jesus, help me. Help me to have a plan. Give me a word. Encourage me. And he will. And that'll make your faith stronger. When you hear him, there's nothing greater than that. When he encourages me and gives me a word, there's nothing greater than that. Speaking of which, he has a word for us. Jesus, what is it? What do you want to say to us today? He said, I do have a plan for you, and it's a good plan. It's for your welfare. It's for good. 
And it's for eternity. It's not a temporary plan that you live here. Not one that can be taken from you. Not a material one. Not temporary. I am eternal. I will never cease or come to an end. My plan for you is good. It's for eternity. I am not trying to take from you, but give to you. I want to give to you, saith the Lord. That's the truth. Follow after me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. And I will bless you beyond your wildest dreams, beyond what you ever thought I would. Come to know me. Think on these things. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. He's so in love with us. He wants you to know he is good and he has good for you. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Thank you so much for listening today.